This week, we wonder how in the seven hells is Viserys still alive. We all agree that the new Joffrey has arrived. And he looks like Mike from Stranger Things with a blonde wig. (laughs) Welcome to Bastards and Broken Things. Hello, hello, lovely listeners. I am your host, Sir Len, and this week I'm joined by uh, a gaggle of the fan critical crew. Uh, first up, it's my boy, Bronze John. <laughs> hello. I was hoping you'd say my boy, Emma, or something. That would be quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have taken that, to be fair. Manliest of the whole group here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Cheers, Len. How are you, mate? I'm recovering, still recovering from uh, my bout of the plague, mm. uh, but I'm getting there uh, one day at a time. Yes. Thank you for asking. Also joined by Lady Baron. How's it going? Yeah, bit, been a bit stressed, but uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm ready to discuss the show. You slept through all that. Don't worry about it. It's not important. But yeah, I've got <laughs> wine. Okay, good, good. Um, I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. Good effort for waking up early again to do this. No worries. Mm. Make sure, like Damon says, don't drink any of that gold piss. Get yourself some of that Dornish red. Well, it's like a sort of, I would say, more a Tyrol rosé. A Tyrol rosé, yeah. Do they make wine? They do now. I'm drinking it. Well, they are they are gardeners after all around that area. Gardeners, yeah. Trails and high towers and things. Gardeners. Gardeners wine. Pulling up weeds. (laughs) Um, And that voice you hear is, of course, Lady Emma Arryn, uh, who has returned from her nightly feed with little Gareth, and she's now this here again. with us. He, he can't join us today, <laughs> fast asleep after his feed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I apologise, yeah, I'm going to have to evict the cat, because she's purring too excitedly, thinking mm. about House of the Dragon. So just, there we go. Oh, it's nice to be back, mm. I've been here for weeks. Welcome mm. back. Thanks. I've come armed, not not with a, a Terrell rosé, but a cup of nighttime tea. Yeah. Because it's late and I'm an old lady. Milk of the poppy, lovely. Yeah, more of that. Indeed. Buckets of what, milk of the poppy for you. That's what, that's what I need. <laughs> Buckets of it. <laughs> um, now, you know, a lot can happen uh, since the last time you've been on, Emma, but also in 10 years, a lot can happen. Mm. People change. Rivalries grow, friendships might blossom, and the ravages of age come for us all. And that's just with the podcast. that in mind. <laughs> and that's just a podcast, yeah. yeah. How do we feel about episode six of House of the Dragon, uh, the princess and the queen? Uh, a ten-year time jump. We've got new actors. We've got new characters. We've got dead characters. We've got new dragons. We've got old, <laughs> old dragons. And of course, we've also got some new locations, which is a nice little surprise. Um, how do we feel about this episode, guys? I need your blueberry score and your overall thoughts. And I'm going to throw it to Lady Emma Aaron first. Um, so I am caught up on all, all of the hot takes and the podcasts. I've been thoroughly enjoying both of them. Um, <laughs> And I, I just to clarify for everybody else, up until this suck point, up. I, I would have given up. every episode a mm. four, as Len did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was excited for this episode because I thought, right, we've left it at a really interesting point. 
now we're going to do a time jump. I knew it was happening. We're like over halfway through. Excellent. However, Mm. I feel this fell a little flat for me. Um, And as much as the, the performances are great, most of them, I'm sort of half interested in a few things. I want to know what's happening, but <laughs> it did not hit home like the other episodes had. And it didn't have the impact on me that the younger characters and the kind of drama that we had there did. Um, which means, unfortunately, that I'm going to be giving episode six a three blueberry, which mm. feels sad. And I know a three is still a decent score. It's a good score. But it's not what I... Ex- yeah, it is. It's average. Mm. It's slightly above it's average, good. but it's average. Yeah. But it's not what I'd expect to be giving House of the Dragon. Uh, and it, I mean, the highlight for me, I think, was Damon. Um, and, and He's always possibly, the highlight. Well, yeah. Uh, and actually, I have to say... No, I disagree. Um, as you said, Joffrey V2, um, but not actual Joffrey, uh, played by David Tennant's son, Ty Tennant. Uh, my favourite line of the episode was when he calls his little brother a twat which I thought yeah, was excellent. And that's going to fall flat with the Americans. I don't think they have that word out there. Um, but apart from I think that, they I just, do, but twit. I don't think it's a, bit it, of a rogue word. Hmm. Twat. Um, I don't think it had enough impact for the first episode after the time jump. And I think that's the shame for me. Like, even though quite a lot happened, I don't think it felt impactful. I think it could have been bigger and better. So there you go. There's my... I was going to say my hot take. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to get rid of this cat. I apologise. Yeah, a bit of animal cruelty caught on the pod. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone called the RSPCA. Yeah, mm. yeah literal purring. brutality to felines. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, um, yeah, there you go. Right, There's my hot right, take. Thanks, Sam. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to go next, actually. I'm not going to go last. I'm going to go next. I've fucked things around this week. And I just <laughs> said, oh, right, that's it. I'm going second. Um, I think, to counteract you a little bit, Emma that this is the best episode of the season, in my opinion. Really? Um, yeah, I, I do. I do. Uh, I think there's some excellent stuff in here. Um, and I have to say, I was concerned. I said this in a hot take. I was concerned about the older actresses because I think the younger actresses have done a fantastic job. Uh, but I didn't even think about them once when I watched this episode um, because I think that the older incarnations of these characters... Uh, feels like the complete natural progression of where we left the characters off. If you you sort of you know see them in ten years' time, I kind of buy it all, and I, I have no issue with it at all. And I think the performances are very good. Um, I you know I really like Rhaenyra now, <laughs> um, and Darcy. I think there's some clear. Yeah, I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was really really good. Um, so I, you know I I think the I think there's a lot that happens in this episode I think it's quite action-packed in terms of like events you know we lose a lot of characters um I thought the music from Dewadi this episode took a step up from what it has been in earlier in the season I think he's actually written some new themes um and it's interesting to see how the teams are forming, you know, the, the greens and the blacks. And uh, you, you, I'm sorry, I don't know how anyone can support Alison's team at the moment. They're full of fucking dickheads. Um, 
there's that is a concern for me that there's no um there's no sort of likable features about Alison at, at all anymore that's a, a bit of a concern but you know she's gone full paranoid i can kind of see that i understand why that's happening she feels isolated in the red keep she feels isolated in court so i get it um it's still not a five blueberry for me uh, this episode definitely not uh, it does it doesn't do an it doesn't it doesn't do enough for me but there are moments in here where i can see with some things coming up that i know from the books if they handle it like they're handling it at the moment with the interpretations of of, of some of these key events and and giving us some really juicy juicy information i think there is a five in here now so this episode may not be a five it's a four for me but it has given me the opportunity to see that it is possible to have uh some stunning moments coming up i think they will hammer one of these episodes home and it looks like it's tracking to be probably episode nine as usual <laughs> the penultimate one so yeah that's my that's my thoughts on it i'm gonna throw it to uh lucy lucy next can i just post caveat my three by saying yeah. i didn't think the yeah. performances or the actors were terrible it was just the 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 episode itself so i'd like to say they were excellent ah, before anyone thinks i'm a total prick no one thinks you're a prick, Emma. You can say what you want. The only person here who thinks you're a prick is your cat, who you've abused <laughs> several times. She will, not, she will not fuck off. I think this episode's really hard to blueberry because I think it had some mm. of the strongest scenes so far in the season, but there was also a lot that was very rushed and unearned to me personally. You say it's action-packed. It certainly was, but I almost think there was too much going on in one go. So there were characters that we were had not really been properly introduced to that we were kind of shown um, maybe sort of to get an attachment to and then suddenly they're dead. And you're like, okay, am I supposed to really care? Because I didn't really know who they were before this. The new um, Rhaenyra was fantastic. I thought she brought a new dimension to the character, but I find yeah, it a definitely. little bit jarring how... So she's new, um, but for example... So Kristen's the diff- is the same actor, but now she looks old enough to be his <laughs> yeah. mum. I didn't really <laughs> see why Alison needed to Crispy. change it all. I don't think she looks that much older than the original Alison. Uh, so that's oh, really? where I, yeah, okay. I, I was like, I don't really see the difference. I suppose the acting was different and the characterization. I, I thought they were both very strong. Um, yeah, it's, it's Ooh, difficult. Strong. I think, ooh. Ooh. R.I.P. Again, Damon's very oh. underwhelming to me as a character. Um, I'm not sure what they're doing with him. Mm. I don't understand anything about him really. Uh, it's it's difficult. It is difficult watching it. I I was enjoying it. It's only really when I look back at it, I just thought, gosh, they have they've crammed a lot in when not much has really happened up to this point. But I did think so much. It was really, really strong and quite Game of Thronesy. I'm going to err on the side of generosity and give it four. But it you can't, I know you kind of hard. But just because no, some some pass. of the, the scenes, particularly early on, I did think were really strong. And I, I think, you know, they, they have kind of sacrificed character development on the altar of plot again. But I am, I'm going to give it mm. four. And I think what you say is right, yeah. Len, in that in some ways this was the strongest episode. And if they can kick on from this and... But then I know there's going to be another time jump and I just think, oh, it's just a lot, a lot going on. I'm just trying to think about the kid's age. Uh, and it's You've been in trouble how, for that how, before, how, haven't you? How old? <laughs> oh, but I do think that right, to have John. that in this one season, it's just a bit, 
and towards like in the second half, it's yeah. like the children are going to age years and years. It's it's quite rushed, yeah. and it maybe makes me think they yeah. didn't, they didn't trust themselves or the network to to allow them to tell the story over maybe two seasons. I think it's interesting because you're right. Actually, what episode are we on? Six. We've got four more. So so yeah, they're, they're going to have the kids for a little bit longer. The the princelings, I think. And episode then eight there will is the be... time jump. So we've got one more. There. Okay. Thanks, John. Thank you, John. Yeah, so that's another. So there will be a significant time jump because those princes do need to grow a bit older and obviously have their dragons. So it's going to be um, going to be interesting. But yeah, uh, good points, Lucy. That they are rushing a lot of stuff. Um, they're trying to show you. I think this season's all about showing you how did we get to civil war. You know, and and it, it, it and it is a thing that doesn't happen over. Whereas Game of Thrones happens over like two years. It is a thing that takes place over decades because of decisions made at the Great Council in 101 AC, etc. But John, let me know your thoughts, please, on, on on this latest episode. I'm interested. I'm interested to see where you fall down on this one. I'm quite surprised at Lucy's score, to be honest, because I, it, a lot of what Lucy's saying is exactly the problem that I have with this entire season. Um, and, and I mentioned it in our Lord of the Rings podcast. Well, I was talking about the importance, very good podcast. Go and listen to that. Stop listening to this, actually. Um, we talk about... No, don't do no, that. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> so we talk about pacing in that. And um, there are some moments in this episode, and, and I suspect, Len, uh, the reason why you enjoyed this episode is you're a book reader. So for someone nerd. that's... For, no, not... Well, I mean, he is nerd. a nerd, but not because he reads books. Um <laughs> I suspect you watch this episode and uh, early on in this season where when they um, showed Harwin strong, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a strong boys. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously everyone else yeah. that watches it is like, who the fuck are they? What have they got to do with anything? And that's the problem we have. Yeah. That's the problem that we have, that TV show viewers are going to watch this episode and there are moments in this episode where it's like, who's this guy? Who's this person? Why yep. does she matter? She's no, dead. I see that. Mm-hmm. Right, I okay. See that, yeah. What's going on with the dragon? What's the relationship? Who is this one again? Oh, she's dead. Who cares? Like there's no attachment to these characters. None. Mm. And it's like it's too, it's gone too quick. Like I I get they that they have to get to the actual story. But it's mm. it's sacrificing like any kind of importance in any of these scenes, and uh, I think I mentioned this. But in also, like... in fairness, cool. You could have just sacked off the crab feeder and used that time to further develop some stuff. Well, potentially, I, I mean, like they obviously wanted to give Damon his his moment in the sun to kind of paint him as this mm. like badass warrior, um, yeah. massive warrior. Um, I. <laughs> Again, I think I'm going to echo Lucy here. I don't get Damon's performance. I really don't. Like it's interesting. And, and, that is and interesting. The, and the problem I think here is, I mean, he's a bit of a dick at the beginning, and then and then it's like, well, actually, no, he's he is just a dick, isn't he? And then they've got this moment but not where not even in a cool way. No, he's not even like a good villain. Like, he's aging he? extremely well versus his brother. I'll give him that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's yeah. like I don't care about him like why am i supposed to care about this family like be- bearing in mind if we if we were watching this 
and it was just in one fell swoop a, a three, four, five hour film. We've gone from he sees her at the wedding, and he's a little bit of a chat, and you're like, oh, something could develop there. Next episode, they've got three kids or whatever it is, and they and they've been married for X amount of years. What the fuck do I care? Yeah. I, yeah, it kind of loses as, as, everything that's been built up. Yeah, so it's kind of like, and and Harwin Strong is is a, is a good example of this, where it's like, yeah, I was quite looking forward to seeing his character. Um, yep. Well, he's dead now, so it's like, well, who cares? It, it, it's almost getting like the Barristan Selmy treatment, where it's like, God, he's cool. I mean, but even in a much worse way. Oh, he's cool, isn't he? Oh, he's, yeah. what? Where's he been for all this time? Oh, he's dead. He's dead. Right, brilliant. Um, and again, like if you were a show watcher, I, I, I could get that there are certain characters like that. I've, I've spoken to people that have watched the series, and not read the books, and there are characters that we would love that people just don't identify with because they just don't see enough of them in the show. So for for me, that this episode. This is the problem with this show, and and I, I'll, I'll give it a free bloob. When the when the episode ended, I was like, "Yeah, it was a good episode," but but it encompasses all the problems that this has. Go, going from a show that was mm. written, as you said, probably over two years or whatever, and you suffer through that for seven seasons. And look, let's be honest here: Game of Thrones ended on a fucking whimper, but yeah. but for those first four or five seasons, it was great. It was great. That this already feels like it's it's bad. <laughs> like it, it doesn't feel like like a high caliber show to me. And look, that might be enough for certain individuals. And yeah, I I, I get that season two and and three if they do one. Um, there will be moments where I'm like, oh, that's quite cool to see it happen uh, on screen. But I'm not going to be like, wow, that was amazing. That needed to happen. I think it's a bit charmless, this show, I have to say. Yeah, it's quite grim in a way that there's no levity or light relief or hope. Well, yeah. I, I Thanks, John. I think there's a lot of things in there to unpack, which we'll get through in the plot. I will say that I think this season is more so than any other season. Like, if they stick to their word, they're in, you know, this rushing will not be happening in future seasons mm. and this is the this is like the prologue um which is literally just hopping around giving us all these instances i do agree about the character the characters like i really was looking forward to seeing harwin he seemed like such a cool character and he's gone and we didn't really have <clears throat> you know he's probably had a cumulative amount of about two minutes screen time so i'm a bit disappointed about that and I get it that you, you, you want to get attached to these characters. I think... It's not even that I want to. It's that it, like if you're watching any sort of film, TV show, whatever, you, you, you're supposed to react to things like that happening. Like, I mean, I, I felt more gutted for the hand of, of the king. You know, like... Oh, poor yeah. Lionel. Because he, he built a connection, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. But he, but he's had a he's had a lot more time. He, his performance, pretty good to be honest. Like of of the people pretty in this good, yeah. in this series thus far that have had limited time, he is one of very few characters where I I have you know, full empathy for. He he did a lot with what he was given, um, but yeah, but there, and and 
the king as well, obviously. Um, you know, pa- pa- Paddy's, Paddy, Paddy Constantine's great. Paddy's playing that so so well, and um, I, I I do genuinely think it is fucking ridiculous that he is he the crap is zombie now, and it's like. Can I just say? Can I just make a point here? <laughs> yeah. Last episode, I said, why don't they just cut his arm off? And I wouldn't say I was ridiculed, but that was quite. There was a no no that that wouldn't happen. Mm. And what do we see? Risky. He has no, yeah, yeah, yeah. his arm's gone. It so. fell off. You're right, you're right. All right. I didn't even notice was, that. Fell right. off, didn't it? Yeah, no arm. It's leprosy, isn't it? They cut it off, Le- like, at my it, suggestion. No, it fell off. I don't remember yeah. that at all. Maester Baron. Listen back, and I said it. this. <laughs> Okie yes. dokie. Well, let's crack on. Uh, we're going to have a quick advert break. Are you suffering from leprosy? Cut your arm off. <laughs> Just cut it off. <laughs> Genital herpes. Go down to Maester Baron's leprosy store. We'll cut it right off for <laughs> you. Yeah, what ails you? Oh, he's dead. Who cares? We only knew him for about 20 That's seconds. That's the advert. Don't worry, lovely listeners. This isn't an advert to cure your leprosy. This is instead a little advert to say, uh, please do uh, subscribe and share the podcast. And you can also join us uh, at the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash fan critical where you can get access to some bonus content uh, but most importantly just support the podcast uh, with a little bit of financial aid yeah give us some of those gold <laughs> dragons yeah, yeah? Mm. We, we're making you dear listener the master of coin if you will so decide to give it to us and that would be very lovely that's patreon.com uh, forward slash fan critical as the team have mentioned earlier there is a Lord of the Rings review out at the moment uh, Lucy and John have done the first four episodes for you. They've gone and done the first four episodes for you, haven't they? And it's, uh, Only got it's really it. good in that. Completed it, mate. It's really good in that. Completed it. So do go check that out. We will have a second uh, podcast on Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power at the end of the season, covering episodes five to eight. Uh, so mainly, yeah, just go subscribe, share, check out Lord of the Rings and patreon.com forward slash fancritical to join the Patreon. Thank you very much. Now let's jump in to the plot. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's crack on. We've got a lot to cover because 10 years, yeah? So 10 years after the events of uh, episode five, bloody forgot where we were, uh, Rhaenyra gives birth to her third child, whom Sir Lainor names Joffrey. But Alison is keen to see the baby straight away, literally the moment uh, little Joffrey is born. Um, what do we think about this opening scene? So of all the things that I've slagged this episode off for, <laughs> this first like opening scene and opening scenes um, are fantastic. Emma Darcy plays Rhaenyra just beautifully, uh, painfully, in this whole kind of afterbirth, struggling up the stairs. Alison's amazing. And actually Paddy Considine is when when he meets his grandson, he's so utterly kind of oblivious to anything that's happening other than there being a small child in the room. And, you know, and, and then the suffering and the young and the discomfort and the fact that she's literally just had to give birth and then walk halfway through the castle with her newborn child. Not not appropriate. Um, I thought it was really powerful and that's why I had really high hopes for the episode. So it was a great opening. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's a good contrast to, obviously, her mother's birth scene. There's a lot of uh, parallels towards that first episode scene in this episode. Uh, why does Alison want to see the baby straight away? Power play. A, is this one a Velaryon or is it not? No, yeah, it's another strong. <laughs> I want to see it straight away. I found this, the, it very vis- I had a very visceral reaction to it. I don't know, probably because I have a baby of my own. But, um, yeah, the idea of having to sort of, walk through the uh, the palace, seeing people. There's all the people sort of gathered in the hall and she has mm. to sort of go past them. It's all, yeah, it was quite a, a brutal, visceral scene, but she did a fantastic job. Um, Alicent, yeah, she's very, she's not even good villain, again. She's not like <laughs> Cersei, like Queen Bitch. No, she's just mean. Your motivations make no sense. You're a dweeb. No, yeah. she's dweeby. Well, well hold on. Her motivations do make sense. Her motivations for her children do, but her sort of yeah, but that's all she is now. And, and, and Rhaenyra, yeah, but has never really made sense to me. But okay, but this is the problem, isn't it? This, I mean, this is the game of of Thrones, isn't it? No, it isn't. Um, oh, name of the show where it's you know she's she's protective of her family, and unfortunately, with the way in which uh, this whole thing works. She she's entitled to be slightly worried that her kids are at risk. Oh, I, I get that, and she knows like what could happen to them. But I just think her fixation before. No, but remember that thing that happened six children. years before this. No, you don't because oh, yeah, we never yeah. saw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she's um, yeah. Nobody likes her, obviously. So it's quite clear. I, it's an interesting contrast because I felt like younger Alison was more mature than older Alison who's behaving like a 15 year old snipey teenager um and actually it doesn't it doesn't feel it doesn't even feel vindictive or like there's anything behind it it just feels petty I think she plays it beautifully and you can kind of she's almost like slightly unhinged in the way that she just all she can think about is and bored. Driving. She yeah, and is bored. very bored and just and like, got nothing else to do. Yeah. But fret. I, I, and will, fret. I will I will but say But again, you know I mean this is this is now book Alison though. 
You know, the, 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 yeah, exactly. This right. was the issue that quite a lot of people had, or book readers had earlier in the season, where it was like, uh, it felt like Otto was was driving the whole thing, whereas actually Alison, at least in the books or the interpretation in the books, has always been quite uh, a power grabby, aspirational. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and I think that's, yeah, that's right. That goes back to what you just said, John. Though, is that we we've not seen the last ten years, and although I understand the point of doing that, it it does you lose something in it because you lose a whole ten years of rivalry and relationships and background. So, you know, for me, I'm 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 not yet at current events in the book. Smart Money Lucy was correct. Yes, I have started reading Fire and Blood. Ding ding. Ding 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 ding. Um, but you do you, you lose the impact of it because you don't understand what's happening. There's no context. Like the so with with strong, for example, like you said, it gets two minutes. Sorry, I'm jumping forward and then structure, but it, getting a couple of minutes of screen time with no, it takes a minute to get the connection, and it would would have been better if we didn't have to do that. Mm. Well, Joffrey, of course, is uh, an interesting name for the baby. Of course, named after Joffrey uh, Lomoth, the Knight of Kisses, or whatever he's called, uh, who was obviously had his head caved in at the wedding previous episode. So, Lainor naming it after his uh, ex-lover, which is a very interesting choice. Bit of a risky one, in my it's opinion. It's also actually, if you uh, think Queen... about it, like, I, I'm not saying that if your lover was murdered 10 years ago, you'd forget about it. But the fact that he's immediately like, yeah, Joffrey, it's like, that did happen 10 years ago. And that's the first thing you thought. <laughs> get over it. Well, get, not get over, over it, mate. But you'd think that it would have sort of, time would have lessened the kind of pain and the, the memory of him. Mm. It's because, But because oh, we've well. just seen it, he's like, yeah, well, Joffrey. And we're all like, oh, yeah, of course. It's like, well, that was 10 years ago. I think ago. we should probably invite listeners, anyone that's gone through some horrific grief in the last 10 years. If you <laughs> want to write in, oh, just tell God. us if you've gotten over it. Because uh, Lucy definitely thinks you should have done by now. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. It's just the fact that he immediately went to. Yeah, more than ten years ago. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, Queen Alicent notes that Joffrey's hair, uh, like his, bro- his brother Jacaris and uh, brothers Jacaris and Lucaris, uh, is brown rather than Targaryen silver. She presses Viserys to declare them bastards with no succession rights, which he obviously rejects um so yeah the strong boys mm. uh i think it's safe to say that the episode pretty much confirms throughout the course of the episode that these are sir harwin strong's children um handsome little it's lads rumored in the books or whatever but you know they are sweet it's all little boys. certain in the books but it's certain here they do seem very sweet don't they um little mops of hair oh better than the other <clears throat> freaks that they have to play with whoa, whoa, whoa. Or jesus whatever. hey come on whoa whoa, whoa. can't call kids that Everything. Hey. Hey. Ty Tennant's at least like 18. He's an adult. You can call him a freak. He doesn't look like that in real life. He likes to jerk off out windows, but we'll get to that that later, won't we? Uh, We'll get to that in a bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alison uh, then confides in uh, Crispy, Sir Crispy Cole, um, at how frustrated she is that no one admits that these kids are bastards. Uh, Crispy uh, then proceeds to sort of have a little rant about Rhaenyra, calls her the C-word, and... Uh, he calls her what? And goes, that was beneath <laughs> me. You're the C-word, mate. Uh, that was beneath well, me, your grace. I'm sorry. He calls her a spoiled cunt, yeah. is what he says. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, thanks, yep. John. And Thank again, you. that was 10 um, years ago. Why is he still so hung up on it? Yeah, isn't it? Why is he still there? Oh, Why are you so obsessed with me? Just like, it. fuck off. I w- <laughs> He's had a fall from uh, grace. Bloody, it. isn't he? Get over it. But you murdered someone. You've been pardoned. Do you want to just like move on with your life? And also, even if you've been pardoned, why is he still in the service of the Queen 10 years later? Surely, I mean, he is of no use now. No. What use is he? I'm sure that he has some uses. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a haircut. I like the hair, guys. I did say, pair's better. Yeah. But he's a little prick and a little creep, so I hate him now. I will say that that Kristen Cole, you know, we talked about this in the books uh, last week where it just goes, he goes from like Rhaenyra's confidant and like, they're always seen together to literally, they, he, he despises her. And <laughs> it, obviously we've got this amazing, uh, I think, revelations of, of what happened in, in the show and, you know, the interpretations of what happened. And he is an extremely, extremely bitter individual. <laughs> um, and it's annoying because he was, he was a cool character to sort of follow in his early years, but 10 years has made him horrible. And I can tell you something, it's not going to get any oh, better, guy. It's not going to get any better. spoiling it. He, he is just a dickhead now. Um, so <laughs> get used to that. But I thought I thought it was very you know, mean girls, how they were like, bitching about yeah. him and stuff. I was like, <laughs> oh, bitching about Renier. I was like, so weird. Ha ha. Oh. Uh, you know, anyway. Don't try and quote um, <laughs> I can see you reaching I was for trying that. to think of a mean girl. Yeah, I was reaching for a mean girl's quote, and I'm going to put that one back <laughs> in the locker. Yeah, I'll save that for a different. Save podcast. it for the five bleed episode. I did one. Why are you so um, obsessed with me? That's from. Um, I know. I know. Mean I know. Girls. You could put it off. Yeah. You could put it off. You like see, you're in love with me, like or Aegon. There you go. Right. You can pull it off like Aegon. No, we we'll get onto that. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get onto that. Oh, yeah. We'll get off to that in a minute. What? Uh, no, sorry. What? <laughs> Speak for yourself, Len. I won't be. Uh, all right, oh, fussy. Dear. Okay. Yeah, Jesus. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> all right. We see um, the young princes in the dragon pit as we see Jace, uh, which is Jakar. We're going to be shortening Jakaris to now. He's Jace. Jace. Uh, as he tries to calm. Yeah, that's what he's called in the book, Jace. Like Jace is his... They do call him yeah, that Jace, in the show. Jace, they say Jace. Jace is his nickname. It's his like, short name. Uh, tries to claim his uh, dragon, Vermax, um, which is quite cool. I quite like seeing the little young dragon He's a bit scary. Uh, and then... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, little little. He's a bit more like, yeah. oh, tense. Ooh, yeah. A bit like a velociraptor. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite fun. Um, and then Aemond, Alison's second son, gets bullied uh, with the pink dread. That's <laughs> quite funny piggy. Still. That walk, that walks out. <laughs> little piggy yeah, walks out. Got your dragon, look. He's like a sort of pig, to be honest. He is a pig. We're one in <laughs> up, aren't we? Uh, yeah. It's oh, very mean. I was re- Jacaris. I was really it's excited a pig, for mate. a dragon. Fucking hell. I was really. Yeah. <laughs> is it Viserys or is Alicent? It's like, why would you think that they would have found a, a dragon like just in yeah, the just wild? Found one for knocking you. about it's in like, flea oh, bottom. It's only a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like no sympathy there. Why did you believe it? Who wants a bacon? Anyone? Uh, <laughs> oh. That poor um, kid. It's just hijinks, though, and it? it's not that bad, is it? Or am I just mean? No, it's yeah, hijinks. A prank. It's a prank. I think this is quite interesting because uh, this is showing that the kids, um, like the strong boys and the, the you know, Alison's kids, actually don't really dislike each other at this point they're sort of working together on this prank and they're sort of 
Eamon is actually the one who's getting bullied, which is, you know, Alison's second uh, son. So it's trying to show you that, that at this point, you know, boys will it, be boys. It's, it's no. Alison who's trying to, yeah, boys will be boys. And it's Alison who's trying to drive uh, a wedge, a wedge in them, um, which is, which is interesting. Um, I also think it's interesting to note that here that, you know, as much as people say uh, the strong boys are bastards, uh, they've had two dragons hatch out of eggs when they were born. So that is a huge, that's a huge thing. Like if the egg doesn't hatch uh, and they're not bound from birth, it's actually a little bit frowned upon. You'll actually see Damon later in the episode sort of be a bit weird to one of his daughters and not to the other, the one who hasn't got a dragon yet. He fancies um, one and, and not the it, other. <laughs> Probably. Oh, um, that's a weird take. Uh, but yeah, could it's be, the style could be at the time, isn't it, with him? Um, so, so, so the fact they've had a dragon hatch, two dragons hatch, uh, Jason Luke's, I believe, hatch, um, and Joffrey's just been given one. So it's it's a little bit of a an annoyance for Alison because she's like, yeah, if they were bars, if they, if there were no eggs that hatch, they'd be like, wow, that's that's huge. So that's quite interesting. But their mother is a Targaryen, um, so. That's not as she says, doubt, is it? Later in the episode, you're Targaryens. Yeah, that's probably someone went in there and just thought, just, just hitting it, just cracked it open. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> anyone in there? Yeah. These, these are yours. Yeah, <laughs> you have to hang around oh. with these boys now. Yeah, for fuck's sake. Um, so Alison scolds uh, Egon for pranking his brother Abend, and then says he must prepare himself to fight for the throne. But obviously, this is. Uh, the way she does this is by yanking him from a window after he's jerking off over the, the bells. Off. He's having a wank. Jerk this is a up. British podcast. He's having a wank out the window. He's having a wank. Yeah. Um, why is he doing yeah. that? Yeah. Power. Um, and he's a teenager. <clears throat> if you lived in a castle and you could wank off over all the poor people because you were going to do it one day, wouldn't you do <laughs> yeah, it? That is true. Yeah, just I, I mean, I would. John definitely would. John definitely would. Uh, the sea air really, you know, gets me going. So just, you know, get that fresh air. I'm joking. It definitely does. Okay, Captain Birdseye gone wrong. Never having those fish fingers Captain again. Okay, oh, um, oh, come on. Disgusting. Isn't it? Isn't it? Come on. <laughs> um, Crass. But, <laughs> me? Kinnell, you brought sea air up. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're jerking off over fucking. You're wanking off over the the, the poor yes. people, mate. Unbelievable. Yes. Power. Uh, why? It, what <laughs> is that scene? What is the? Uh, I mean, do they have it's to? It's meant to show it's shorthand that he's a bit of a deviant, so they don't have to develop his character. They say, "Look, he did this. He's obviously a bit of a freak." There you go. He'll be a different actor next time. Don't get too attached. Don't care. Nepotism again. Brilliant. Another actor's <laughs> child. Well, David Actually, Tennant's not in it. Imagine that. He's, he's the child Tennant of two actors. In this. Yeah. Yeah. He plays that the older Doesn't Aegon. make it better. Pig dread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, bizarre. Okay. Really bizarre. Uh, it's interesting that Alison fully believes now that Rhaenyra is just going to kill her children, uh, which I, I, I can understand from a sort of medieval, that's maybe the way the things would go sort of standpoint. But... Rhaenyra really, uh, we've seen her character, there's no inkling of that at all, that she would do that. Ten She's years of whispers, so, though, isn't it? Yeah, whispers. I think it's what Alison yeah. would do in that situation. So she's putting that on 
Rhaenyra when actually the fact that she called Rhaenyra up like when she was a few seconds postpartum she is cruel whereas I don't think we've ever seen any sort of real cruelty to to Rhaenyra not deliberate malice anyway Mm. she might have been cruel you could say she was cruel to Kristen in a way by not wanting to run off and marry him but I don't think she has that cruelty in her well I mean it wasn't intentional with Crispy though no she didn't want to she's been extremely reckless though like, but that's not the same thing. What it, I think it, it, it's quite dangerous, like in in her position. So she was going to bang her uncle in some brothel. In but who's Flea that Bottom. being cruel towards? That's not. She's not showing any malice in doing that. She's just trying to do what she um, wants. But it is. She doesn't want to be constrained. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's ignorant more than anything. I think. Hold that energy in the the next few episodes, and, and we'll see. Stop spoiling. I'm saying she hasn't <laughs> done anything yet. Three nine thousand people are going to die from the princess. bloody hot take. Oh, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Damon and his new wife, Lena Valarian. She's going to be good. Riding Bloodworm and Vega. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I thought she was actually female lead. <clears throat> uh, they visit Essos uh, with their daughters, Bela and Reyna, uh, where the Prince of Pentos offers them a lordship in exchange for an alliance against the Triarchy, who are back in the Stepstones. Um, that's interesting that they're back. Um, I've written here, it's cool to be in Pentos again. Um, been a while. Obviously, Pentos has a huge significance for Game of Thrones. It's where Illyrio houses Danny and uh, Viserys Third um, before, you know, basically the start of Game of Thrones. And he's he, Illyrio is a mastermind with Viserys again, with, with putting a Targaryen back on the throne. So it's quite cool to be back in Pentos. I kind of just wanted this scene to hurry up, to be honest. <laughs> did you? Yeah. What did you think about uh, Lena claiming Vagar, John? Uh, I mean, what do you mean? Like, well, why didn't we see it? Like, like yeah. you've got the There's no time. The most legend. This is it. It's fucking called. It's called the House of Dragons. <laughs> you, you, you got. You've dragon. got the most no, legendary you... dragon that's left no, alive. You... Vagar. Okay, but you know that that moment is going to be reserved for someone else. They'll make it a bigger deal. Of course. Of course. Because otherwise it's like you've got fucking people just claiming dragons every fucking five minutes. You know, oh, I mean, this moment yeah, doesn't Yeah, there are a few that get claims. How to claim your dragon. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Lucy. Very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> seen, that, seen that Disney thing, uh, how to claim your dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool because Lena, when she was younger... Um, you know, when she was that really awkward, disgusting scene where Viserys is like talking to her to see if she he's, she's going to be his wife. Mother says, uh, I won't have to bed these... you till I'm 14. Yeah, exactly. She was asking those questions about Vagar. Um, so it's interesting that her fascination with Vagar is, you know, and and, and claimed, claimed her. Again, so Vagar is a girl, <clears throat> dragon. When, when we spoke about that scene <laughs> and we were like, well, clearly... Um, out of nowhere, this chat that means nothing to the chat they were having. So, oh yeah, have you heard about this dragon yeah, right. that everyone's saying to miss him for a while, and they they, it's singing these sad songs and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, well then that's going to be important, but it isn't. It isn't because you never see no. it. But like you said, John, we might see something with uh, Vega later on. So that's a very good point. I've got a quick question here: Is is Damon fucking fireproof? What what's going on with this fireproofing shit? 
which Targaryens are fireproof at the moment? Because there's a moment where where there's like a fucking uh, Vagar's like done an atom bomb in the sky of fire, and and Damon's just like, yeah, I'll just I'll just fly through that. I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird. I I, <clears throat> I didn't read into it, it that probably... way, but why not? I mean, seen it before, haven't we? It probably means yeah, but nothing. It's only a sh- and they've just, it's just an oversight, but, but we're reading into it because we like to do that. It must mean something. Or but it's only a show it? creation that, that Targaryens are fireproof. Because, because in the book, Danny has survived miraculously in the fire. And they, Georgie makes a point of saying it's not a usual thing. Um, whereas it, it kind of feels like they've, like Game of Thrones made it a thing now and not the books. And now it's like, you know, we've seen Viserys like grabbing a dagger. It's red hot. It's like not burning him. He's putting his hand over candles and shit. I'm like... Yeah, but it, then his arm They're not fell fucking off, fireproof, so. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Burn, Mark. Because they, they can't be fireproof because that's a bit of a problem for the upcoming little war that we're ha- having. Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe... <laughs> so, don't know, is not, it? Just like, just like they're not all dragon riders. Maybe they're not all fireproof. Season 17. Like, fucking hell, is anyone going to die in this? <laughs> but they're not fucking fireproof. None of them other other than Danny are, and she's not even technically fireproof. It was just so one time, oh, and the night she king. Just one well. time thing. No, twice. fire can't kill a dragon. Oh, yeah, so I guess some of them are just have got it, and some of them don't. Yeah. Really dragony. Interesting. Just just thought it was interesting. Um, all right, let's move on to what I thought was actually a, quite a, another traumatizing type of scene, uh, which is. Uh, the agonising labour scene of Lena. Another one. Uh, who is, yeah, another one. Who is? Think, are we going to stop birth. seeing labour scenes? Never. Uh, no, because there's more kids coming. I think. Um, so uh, she's unable to give birth, and the maester type doctor over on Esso. So I don't think they have maesters. There's doctors. Uh, says. Um, you know, we could do the same operation. This is a very good, like, parallel to what Viserys' decision was. I actually felt Damon said not to do it. I actually watched it back, and he sort of he not he sort of says no. Yeah, he does say no. Uh, which I think humanizing moment for Damon. Um, you know, an interesting character. Um, <laughs> and then he doesn't even really and say then Lena anything. Decides, this is the problem. Like, I, I, he looks upset. He look he look he looks a bit upset. He I looks think he's a bit just upset. To the I think. scene, he's so, like, oh, again, it's like this is unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. He's doesn't... socially and emotionally inept. That's what it no, is. No, no. And that's on. why he behaves the way he behaves. He just, I, I'm not sure he's doing anything. Like, I, I know there's a bit of a, you know, a, I know I'm in the minority here when it comes to, to Matt Smith's performance, but I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be doing much. No, I'm in that minority also. It's quite a blank, a blank character, very nothingy in my mind i think people that have read the books are probably like oh yeah he's cool because of the character in the book but i'm not getting really much at all can i use another parallel here and and this might be slightly unfair but i mean jamie lannister is an absolute bellend in season one and then you contrast it with um the speech that he has with brienne in the bath where he's talking about burn them all and he's just broken as an individual and it's like yeah so this is actual like the the difference between just playing up to being this character that everyone hates to the the real person and what actually happened and obviously in i mean that's like probably six or seven months worth of story 
over three or four. I think it was the third season that was. This yeah, is the difference. Season, yeah. We've got ten years of Damon, and it's like I don't even know who this guy is really. <laughs> like, yeah, I I think that element of of I don't know who he is. He doesn't know who he is. He he is a very <laughs> well. That's going to be a problem the for the viewer. You, you know this. <laughs> that is going to be a problem because he is so up and down, and he's such a fucking. He does things where you're like, I really hate what you've just done there. And then he does things where you're like, okay, I, I kind of like he what you just did there. Held the door open for someone. And he's, oh, he... it was all right. <laughs> what a hero. Yeah. I do feel the fandom has this sort of candle for um, for Damon. You know, they're always like, oh, I'll like him no matter what he does. Mm, definitely. Um, which is quite yeah. interesting. Um, what do you reckon about the scene with Lena and, and Vagar? I thought it was actually, I thought with the music, and even though we didn't have much attachment to Lena because we've actually had three different actresses playing her <laughs> now. Um, I thought that was quite a powerful scene. I thought it was quite cheap and unearned, if this is what I mean. I think having a woman die an agonising death, who's been in also in childbirth, it's board, it was borderline, I think it was quite tacky and a bit nasty, actually, because this is a character that we we don't know really at all. We've had her in it for about maybe 15 minutes screen time. And then just to use her as a sort of trope of another agonising female death, I, I didn't really like oh, it at all. It could have been worse, Lucy, if you followed the books. It yeah, but I, I, haven't, actually, I haven't read the books and it shouldn't mm. be relevant no, at all to this scene. Yeah. It's, it's, it was not, it was offensive almost, I think, because it was trying to use, it was trying to get Garner emotion, which was completely unearned and it was all rushed. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I get that. I get that. And yet you've given it four bloobs, Lucy. That's why I was very surprised at that score. Yeah. Um, I, maybe I can retrospectively remove my four blueberries like you <laughs> no, did last time. No, John did no it. retrospective. Yeah, John yeah, did well, do it. I'll last do it at the end once I've remembered he, he everything tried. that happens. He tried. Uh, I think it's. Uh, a... I actually thought this was powerful. I thought this was powerful. I, sorry, Em. I, I have to say, like, we want to see, criticise the show for, you know, the way it handled the first childbirth scene, right? And this time they've given the character a bit of ownership and a bit of uh, something that actually isn't in the books. They've given the character a decision, right? Her decision, right? And I think we have seen a bit bits and pieces of her to actually have a bit of a connection to her. She seems like a decent character, right? Uh, and I will say we've had a go at the show going, oh, we don't get any emotion from the dragons or something. This was a good I've scene. I've never said that. The dragons actually <laughs> I don't care if ha- they have emotions. Having... They're reptiles. Yeah. Cold-blooded. Then, well, no, they're not They're not stupid. They're not just reptiles. They are, they're supposed to be no, extremely so, intelligent. I didn't say they were stupid. So yeah, I think, they weren't emotional. Yeah, so what I think what Len is alluding to is, um, early, uh, it might even have been after episode one, where <laughs> um, I think Gaz was was talking about like not really getting this like the the dragons having different personalities yeah think, the connection yeah. <laughs> that's right which which, which is right. true um uh, em yeah i i'm, I'm interested to hear because obviously we've got two two book readers here and yet len is correct this did not happen in the books and we could probably cover what happens in the books afterwards right oh yeah just, she just dies she just she just <laughs> she has a stillborn baby and then she says, oh, "I want to try and raid, ride Vagar one more time." And she just she makes her way to this like staircase, and she just yeah, dies. I mean, she okay, get out I mean, it's better than that. But anyway, go on, go on, Em. So, what what, what were your like thoughts? That. Um. Well, actually, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna partially agree with Len 
that I did actually think it, it, it gave her a bit of ownership and a bit of autonomy where it could have gone in a, I mean, I think having it, the tragedy of having a stillborn child and then just collapsing and dying on stairs. I mean, that's just too much tragedy for this show. Um, I, I, I think that there is a lot of, and yes, okay, it happens, happened a lot in this sort of time that women will die in childbirth and, you know, choices are made as they were with Lady Emma, Queen Emma. <laughs> Um, and many, many other women, uh, not just in medieval times, but today. Uh, I'll just bring that up. However, and I think it, I thought it was a shame because, quite frankly, I got quite in. I got quite into Lena this episode. I was like, oh, I want to get to know her. She seems yeah. really cool. Like, I really want to see more of her. You know, she's yeah, like <laughs> it would have hit harder had we seen more of her. Of course, yeah. I'm not and against I, the actual idea of it, and I, I think yeah, the kind of the confusion of the dragon. I can see why that would be moving. But it's just, I don't know who this woman is. Why are you giving her this horrible death? If that had happened in episode eight and we'd had two episodes of her, I think I'd have felt differently. Um, so I was a bit conflicted about it. And that's part of the reason why I gave this to three bloomers because a lot of it I thought could have been really powerful but fell flat. Mm. In the in the hot take that you and Gaz did, uh, yeah, Gaz we... was saying that he didn't connect the dots in terms of what was actually going on so so i think gaz was saying like you know why why would she uh not save the baby yeah yeah um and then you were saying that i mean the the baby was was already dead i think in the books she, i think in yeah. the book she gives birth to like a, a yeah like a monstrous baby, like, yeah 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 um yeah i guess pretty similar yeah. to to daenerys in season one right yeah and it's, uh, I think the show just couldn't, I think they had to give a moment to a female character here in this situation. Yeah. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's got to the point where, oh, I, 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 you know. Yeah, if no, I, 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 yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder whether or not there would be more people that would watch that scene and be like, is she still trying to give birth here? Like, what is, what is going on? Yeah. Well, Aaron thought yeah, she was, was going to get the yeah. dragon to kind of like burn the baby out. So yeah, I don't think it was right. massively out. <laughs> to be honest, Aaron. we need him on the podcast because some of the things he's coming out with recently. He was going to yeah. sorry. Yeah. So Vagar was going to burn the baby out of her. Yeah. Because he did say, "Oh, but you know, he's a sweet summer child, isn't he?" They can't yeah. die of fire, he's a sweet, can they? Sweet summer boy. So he's on that line of like they can't yeah, but die. She's of fire, not a Targaryen. So... She's not, but she's of that bloodline. Honestly, the the medical procedures yeah. that go on in your household, incredible. <laughs> um, we'll get him on. We'll get him ah, on. Just burn the leprosy off. Unbelievable. Cut his head off as well, and his arm. Um, um, yeah, like <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, so obviously in in the books, it's more of a you know her bond with. Vagar is is that she wants to fly one more time you know she she yeah, wants to right. she wants to be empowered one more time because you know she's dead basically or she's dying i actually thought she was going to fly when she went out there i thought she was going to fly home because she said i want to have this baby you know where i where i had my other children where i was born <laughs> some of these theories <laughs> jesus christ yeah, she's she going to go like, no, and ask me. Vagar his opinion on whether or not there are better doctors in the area um, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's like, look, I'm a, just a stupid reptile, you know. I don't know what's Never going on. Stupid. To be honest, <laughs> I said emotionless. Yeah, 
You know, I've got no personality apparently, <laughs> so don't be asking me because I'm in a mood. Um, what a weird dragon. Why are you saying dragon that? No personality. Quite, this is quite a touching moment. Um, yeah, so uh, I think it would have been weird in the TV show if she tried to get to Vagar, couldn't, and then Damon just picks her up, takes her back to the bedroom, and then just watches over her as she dies. Like, it's just that was yep. that that would be that would have no impact given that we don't even we've spent no time with this actress, let alone the, the character. Um, so I, I thought it was quite a cool scene to watch. Um, is it a bit cheap that Dragon was a bit like, oh, you know, I don't want to really, so it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Uh, we've seen Drogon act that way. No, but with, we spent um, seven seasons with Drogon, so I know. Well, we did sort of. I mean, he, you know, he really came into it when they were a little bit older. <laughs> anyway, you know, you know what I mean. Like with their emotions, it was a different actor I, I, that I, played I, Drogon in the later <laughs> seasons. Time yeah. jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, so um, I don't know. Like as, different... as a as a spectacle, it was quite cool to to watch. Um, I don't think Matt Smith was very happy because they were like, "No, you got to like act like." Shocked, haven't you? <laughs> and he just sort of ran out of there. Just uh, later. Uh, just... <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's move back to King's Landing, where it, to make peace, Rhaenyra proposes that her son Jace marry Princess Helena, Alicent's daughter. I thought this was a smart mm. move. Makes perfect yep. sense. Why wouldn't you just accept Definitely. this and then everything's Sorted. golden? Um, <laughs> I love how Viserys is like. This is amazing. This is the <laughs> best so thing of oh. all time. He's just yeah. like, this is the I best idea be. I've ever heard. Like, just completely out of it. And we will say that John John's right. He is doesn't look like a zombie uh, in this episode. Um, he looks. I said it in the hot take. He looks like Bilbo when he's lost the ring. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just he's just fucking. Just you know that bit where he like yeah. lunges yeah. At, at Frodo uh, in Rivendell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, boy. Sorry. <laughs> he looks like that. Genuinely terrifying. Mm. Um, I thought Helena is quite an interesting character. We see a little bit of a, a chat with her is and she... her mother earlier on. She, she's a dreamer. She's a dragon Compos dreamer. Mentors. Um, she's a dreamer, Lucy. Well, that's what. That's the she correct very, term for the target. Why is she playing with her? What are those things? Millipede, centipede. <laughs> I think it's a millipede. Rancid. It looks huge, horrible, massive bug, Millipede. massive bug, unbelievable, <laughs> too massive um, bug. But some of <laughs> massive fucking bug. That's horrible. Some of the things she says are going to come true. Mm. So that's very interesting. Somebody's throwaway I lines. Really she was just, warnings, though, I wasn't it? listening to her though. I was just thinking. No, well, Lucy wasn't. doesn't listen to anything. So she, she looked. I was she, thinking she about the bug. Listen, listen to, think how about gross the bug. it was. was like, Lucy's like, how many legs that bug got? <laughs> well, you should Me. see the size of the bug that she ends up claiming. It's amazing, yeah. honestly. Big bug, amazing. giant Big bugs. Bug. Yeah, um, bug of the sea. yeah. It's like honey, I shot my kids. Oh, a massive ant. <laughs> honey, I shot the kids. Anti, yeah. anti the ant. Oh. Anti dragon. I mean, that Alison didn't couldn't be the you know man enough to take up the sensible offer of peace because she's such a bitter old wench, isn't it? Or woman enough, yeah. Um, Emma? Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. Just, Come on, Emma. She doesn't deserve to be woman enough. Yes. Petty oh. old cow. There you go. Turned it around. Oh. Um, is it a little bit annoying, Len, sorry, that it's very one-sided at the moment? It's like... Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. The greens oh. just look like proper bellends. 
you know, there's it's a full, it's a big problem, and I've actually written it here, John, in my notes. I've I, I, I've put there is especially with what happens with Laris later on. Uh, there is just it's just horrible that side. Like it's weird how we've gone from episode five where Alison <laughs> was actually a bit more sympathetic than Rhaenyra, in my opinion. Um, Rhaenyra was doing reckless things. She was acting like a brat. She was you know not really thinking about her actions. Um, and now we've got it feels like Alison uh, has just grown into this not very likable at all. I, I don't see any redeeming features in her in her performance at the moment. I'm sure that could change. Chris B is obviously a massive dickhead. Kristen Tosser, Aegon, literal Tosser out of a window, like literal Tosser, yeah. yeah. And 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 Aemond at the moment seems sweet, but you know he's not the nicest in the book. So it's an interesting. Um, <laughs> I think I think the show has a big problem that it needs to sort out, which it has to give Alison some form of uh, of likability back, because otherwise everyone's just going to be like, kill them all, kill all the greens, kill them now, yeah. you know, Burn team Rhaenyra. And that that is a problem, because even though Cersei, and you disliked Cersei, right, you understood her better, right? And there were moments in there where you could sympathise with her, which is mad. I know it was six or seven seasons until we get to that point or whatever but but there there are moments in there where that, that happens so hopefully they can develop her better and give her some more likable characters on her side of the divide <laughs> um but let's crack on because we've got a, a big divide that happens in the yard uh where uh the new dickhead version of crispy clearly favorites favors all of alison's kids um and harwin so harwin strong takes offense to this um, very karate the, kid isn't the it cool. <laughs> yeah sweep the it leg is. it is oh, what are you doing yeah. sweep the, the kids, leg mate. no mercy no mercy <laughs> Cobra Kai Cobra Kai um, great show go watch Cobra Kai now bloody love it um, uh, but you know and then Harwin beats the shit out of Kristen Cole after he sort of goads him uh, into sort of trying to say oh who, are these your kids they don't look anything like them. um <laughs> So this was a great scene because I also like the fact that Viserys is in the going look look Lionel look how lovely <laughs> the boys are they're getting on so well I'm so happy fucking he's oblivious that man well I mean and and that's the I mean that's the theme isn't it he's just so um his his want for everything to work out as it as it should it's just not realistic. And his naivety is really starting to to shine now. Um, yeah. Uh, oh well. What can you do, eh? What can you do? Mm. I said this before. It's, he's a nice guy, and unfortunately, that has made for a bad king because he's he's the most protected sort of character that we've seen in this. He's kind of like Toman, sweet Toman. He was he was a nice kid, but like if Toman <laughs> had grown up and no, no bad influences, it was just yeah, Tom and Toman. Uh, and was just nice um you know it's just not going to work you need to have a bit of a ruthless edge to you you need to make the 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 tough decisions and unfortunately by him trying to appease everybody he is literally you just literally he's overlooking the biggest problem that the realm realm has seen in like hundreds of years and he's looking at it seeing there's no problem you know but there's a huge problem everyone like lionel's sat there just going oh my god we are fucked and he's he's now lost his sort of most honest counsel in Lionel. So who is actually looking out for well, his, the interests the of the realm now? I don't know. Oh. Well, Dang. who will it be? Don't tell me, Len. I don't want to know. Yeah. 
but you I'm know, sure. just as a hy- hypothetical just, question. Len's got like his top ten guesses bit, and he's just going to tell yeah. you everything that happens. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so um, so Lionel Strong offers his uh, resignation as Hand of the King um, because of what Harwin did in the yard. Viserys refuses, but allows him to take him back to Harrenhal with, uh, so that he can go there and then Harwin can be Lord Paramount over Harrenhal. Um, Harwin has an emotional farewell to Rhaenyra and her children, which implies that he is their father. Uh, I thought that was quite a sweet scene. And I want to see more of Harwin. Yeah, I'm well up for seeing Please. No Lord chance, Harwin. mate. <laughs> what a yeah. handsome baby daddy, good role model. Yeah. yeah. Great hair. Yeah. Great hair. Very honourable. Break bones. Do we? I mean, you could be. I suppose you know from the book, maybe, because it wasn't clear from the show. Was she just kind of, you know, I need heirs? I'm not going to get them for my husband. You're up. Or was they actually in love? Um. Uh. Well, you don't know because no, once know, again, yeah. the, the book, the, the book is like. The book doesn't tell you anything, really. It's, it's like facts. It's like Rhaenyra had children. People noted that they didn't yeah, look like okay. uh, Lainor. Uh, and they all had a strong resemblance to Harwin Strong. And then there's just, you know, incidents of people calling them out and stuff. Um, so you don't really know, which is quite, which is why this, this show is good for, from a book reader's perspective, because it's giving us all these colourful interpretations of these But I feel like I still don't events. know whether they were actually, whether she actually loved him or not. I felt like they had a connection, like an emotional connection. It didn't just feel like, you know, sexy time baby making. But was that his <laughs> it, her it did paramour? Seem like a connection. Was oh, I don't it know. did seem like a connection. Yeah. Like that goodbye. That goodbye he gives where he strokes her arm. And I know it's he can't do anything overt, obviously, but she looks at him and she looks a bit sad, you know, she looks very sad. And and I think if he'd have grabbed her ass, it's like these guys are taking oh, the piss. Fucking to be honest, hell. Honestly. <laughs> but also, I mean, think about it this uh, way. They've clearly been at it for ten years, Neron. So it, that can't just be about I mean, it might, it might just be to provide airs so people don't it. ask questions. I mean, there's there's no reason why she wouldn't want to have sex with him, you know, handsome man. But I just didn't know because with, <laughs> with Crispin, all about that. Isn't it? You know that yeah, you felt they've it. got a, they've got an emotional <laughs> connection. But with this, he, he's introduced. It's not you can read between the lines and see that yes, he is the father, and then he's dead, and it's like oh, okay, so we're never going to know about that then. Cool. Fair point, Liz. Fair point. Um, I hope there was a little relationship there because I, I really like Harwin. Um, Alison then confides in, in, in Laris Strong. Big mistake, Alison. Yeah. Sasquatch, Huge. as we've called yeah, him in this Big podcast. Uh, Bigfoot. Uh, she wishes uh, that her father was still a hand of the king. Then out of nowhere at Harrenhal, Sir Lionel and Harwin die in a fire, uh, which apparently has been orchestrated by their family member, Laris um, son and brother. Wow, no? correct. Escalated quick, brother. didn't it? He's a good. He's a good villain. He's a good. Yeah. It's a good performance, and it's just it's a good it, performance. It's a good performance, equally good. Um, <laughs> is he going to be like the first spider? Yeah, no. It's a, it's a good question. Like, because I feel like his character is a sort of a, a, a mix between Littlefinger <laughs> and Varys. Yeah. You know, Laris he's, he's got a bit of both Varys, going on. Yeah. It's a good character. Yeah, it's a good character, though, and it, the way it just well, it goes is... quite horrific so quickly. I'm like, now it's Game of Thrones. Something awful's happened, unexpectedly. Mm, pretty cool, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Her reaction is also very, very uh, good. No, but uh, she's like, I didn't say that. I didn't say. Oh, I didn't that. want that to happen. Mm. 
I didn't want that to happen. Oh, what have you done? Laris, what have you done? Um, it's interesting here that Harren Hall, <laughs> we see more of Harren Hall. Um, uh, and we talked about it being cursed mm. uh, earlier in the season. And of course, we know that from, from Game of Thrones. But, you know, um, ever since Aegon came over and that castle was finished, he burned <laughs> it to the ground. He's coming pop, over? Pop Aegon. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're fucked. Yeah. And we're conquered. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> any anyone anyone who's a lord, um, it's no longer a lord. He's lived in there since. Yeah. Has died a horrible death. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. And it's interesting to note that that sort of continues up until Game of Thrones, because that is still the sort of fear of anyone who inherits that yeah. land or, ti- or those Bad castles land. there. So it's inter- it's interesting. And in the book, obviously, they're like it says, and then later that year, at a fire, Harwin and. Lionel died at Harrenhal. Some say it was uh, the curse of Harrenhal, and others say it was um, the sea snake who took offence, and others say it was even, you know, yeah, so there's this sort of little throwaway line of people thinking it could be someone. Yeah, there's like three, three interest- suspects, I think. <coughs> Laris was one of yeah, them. Damon is one of them, and Damon is one of them, and the sea snake's the other, I think. And um, it's interesting to note, like, how the show... And I think this is interesting because obviously the book's just like X, Y, Z happens. Maybe this person <laughs> did this. The, sh- the show is going, uh, hey, all of the worst possible versions of these events that you can imagine, we're going for those, which I really quite enjoy. Because yeah, <laughs> it just kind of makes it so much more dramatic, so much more interesting. Um, and yeah, like I, I like the fact they're interpreting uh, these events in that way. Uh, I put in here, he's gone full little finger chaos speech with his own, uh, sort of narration at the end, um, which was quite good, I thought. He was like, oh, you might want to reward me in the future. Might be rewarded, you know. Um, anyway, I thought, it was, I, thought, I thought it was quite good. I thought Laris' I think stuff he was is, good. I think and he I'm is good. I'm devastated. Yeah, he plays it, his like, his expressions and everything. Um is that really what she wanted? Like again, this is this isn't me saying I want a direct answer. I'm just thinking out loud because if you want evidence of um, the children being bastards, getting rid of the dad, who's the only real sort of proof of what of the lineage, doesn't seem that smart. I think it's more of a she wants she wanted the hand of the king gone. Um, and that's why she was annoyed back. when Viserys didn't accept his resignation. The world of potential for her dad to come back or someone who's more aligned to her, yeah. Well, because so, she comes out with that um, childish line, doesn't she? Of, who's on my side? I want your um, dick. Uh, he, Which is he will just, be partial to me. I wanted to <laughs> punch like, her in the face. Now he's a spoiled mm. cunt. <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, she... she be, Jesus. What? <laughs> two, two... No, you're right. You're right. You are right. Totally right. Bang on, Luce. <laughs> That's what I mean. She's not likable. Like the things that she says, they they. It's taken an hour they, for me to hate her. After five no, hours, five I just think hours she's of really, all right, really dislikable. Like you, you just don't like anything that she does. Uh, so they're re- they're going to have to do something because now Rhaenyra and my next note and the final note of this podcast is Rhaenyra and Lenor and their children re- relocate to uh, Dragonstone. Um, which is a smart move because, like Lionel says, the storm is coming and it's only a matter of time, especially with what's happened to Lionel and to Harwin. Um, I'm actually, uh, on your note earlier, Lucy, I'm interested to see, and I hope we get it, 
a reaction of Rhaenyra to the news about Harwin. Yeah. Uh, because I assume if we, we don't see it. that, I'm going to be raging. I assume we'll get it. I quite like, I mean, you did talk about it on the um, hot take. I listened to that, obviously. Um, <laughs> about their relationship, Rhaenyra and Laenor. And as much as he is a bit of a waste of space in some ways, like, there is like a mutual respect and they kind of, the fact that she was like, bring him. I quite like that. Like, again, she's... Why is he a waste of space? Going out, getting drunk what, when he's... she's just had a baby. Yeah, Shagging some bloke on. when she's... No, he's a bit of a waste of space. I think. I, I think you're right there. Oh. I thought their chemistry was really good. I, I like like a real, it's yeah, like a real partnership good. and it's obviously yeah. worked for yeah. this long. Um, and there, I think there is some mutual respect. I don't think he's awful, but I do think, you know, you see him like... Well, at least this not... guy can act. Yes, he's he's good. He's, a, right. he's a real improvement. Good point. Um, and I, yeah, I just quite yeah. like to see that that kind of mutual understanding we saw when they were betrothed is sort of carrying on 10 years later. Yeah. My favorite scene uh <laughs> is when he's outside and he's you know smashing his sword against the other guy's sword and they're like yeah just playing and that just you know best mates isn't it just doing mm. fighting and that just boys things um just doing boy <laughs> stuff yeah nothing you know suspect and um you know the the queen comes out or sorry the princess comes out and it's like yeah you know, we're off. We're we're leaving here, to be honest. And he's like, "Oh right, okay." Because I was just doing this with with this guy. She's like, "No," he <laughs> goes, "You know what? Bring him along. Bring your gay mate along." Um, yeah. And he's like, "Yay!" <laughs> um, <laughs> he looks yeah. so happy. I quite like he? it. He looks so happy. I quite like yeah. it. I think it's cute. Go on, bring it's your boyfriend nice along. Cute. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, good that really cracked that was me good. up. Really cracked me up. Um, be interesting to see how that develops. You know, potentially in uh, next episode. It will. <laughs> it will. Uh, and that's it for this episode of The Plot. We're going to move on to feedback quickly. And, of course, you can write to us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. P.O. Fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> or P.O. Box us. Um, uh, I'll box give you John's address. <laughs> Definitely not. Send all of your weird effigies <laughs> to John in the post. Yeah. Um, bizarre. Uh, we've gone very long on this podcast. Uh, way over our usual runtime, so I'll be quick here. Uh, Douglas has written in to say, "You guys, have you guys seen the Serpent Queen? <clears throat> the Serpent <laughs> Queen. You should add it to your roster. Okay. Uh, I think it's just that's just come out here. Yeah, uh, and Emma, it sounds like the sort of thing you'd definitely watch. Yeah, read me the blurb then. Um, well, no, read the blurb <laughs> in your own time. <laughs> <laughs> just say we're running late." Running long, rather. <laughs> We're running late. Yeah. Okay, so I'll read you the uh, <laughs> the longest blurb I can find. No, I'm joking. Do a podcast on uh, that right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just tag it on the end. <laughs> back to back. Extra special. Uh, back to back. Um, he says, uh, Douglas says, love your show. Big fan. Sending you good vibes from Chicago. That's nice, isn't it? The Windy City. Mm. Yeah. Illinois. Love that state. So, uh, <laughs> tell you what, guys. Just a quick point on Chicago. If you haven't seen a show called The Bear, watch it. I thought that we were running late, or no? Uh, sorry, we are. <laughs> had the blurb yeah, on yeah, that. Sorry. Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, blurb on The Bear coming up. Thanks, Douglas. Um, do you remember we had uh, Christopher right in with the title updates, John? Uh, and Lucy, I think, yes. was on that podcast as well. With the blood? <clears throat> yeah, with the blood and that. Um, <laughs> yeah, on the ball, not you? The yeah. blood and that. Uh, he, he, he's back 
with more title up- updates. And he says, I'm back with more title updates. <laughs> like- There's now new lines of blood from Damon, uh, Rhaenyra, and the Valyrians uh, in the main title sequence. So they are updating it. Shame it's not more obvious like the map was mm. uh, in Westeros when they updated it. Nice. Oh, I mean, I, I fast forward uh, it. Um, but maybe I, maybe I, I shouldn't. Skip it. Maybe I shouldn't. If it changes. Ge- genuinely. Yeah. Um, well, does it I matter? It because I don't want to hear the titles just... monitor. Yeah, it's true. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Weird, isn't it, how we don't want to hear the Game of Thrones yeah, music it pisses because me off. we're quite frustrated at it that they didn't make their own new piece of music. And I've heard them say the reason they kept it was because that people love the music so much. Well, it's right. it's, it's worked against <clears throat> us. <laughs> so you fucked up, didn't you? Kit Harrington just turns up as just a new character. That's Jon Snow. What's he doing in this? We've had to hire someone to watch the credits for us. They're I'm definitely not winning there. Before, yeah, that's right. Before we go, uh, the new series that's coming out probably in a couple of years, which is definitely going to happen, it seems, called Snow, a, a sequel series to Game of Thrones. Do you think they're going to use the Game of Thrones music? Probably. I'm not watching it. I'm not um, watching it either, so you'll have to let me know. Maybe. Maybe they'll have one like that will be like wolves howling the Game of Thrones tune. No, that's depressed Father Christmas. Yeah. Christmas special. It's called Snow, so that would make a lot of sense, to be fair. That's true. Works perfectly, thank you. The Christmas Night King. The Night King before Christmas. Oh my God, this shit writes itself. It writes itself, man. That is good. Yeah, it does. Um... Trying to think of more no. Christmas. <laughs> no, we haven't no, got time, have we? Okay, um, <laughs> I'll write in for next week. We're on the clock. We're on here's the, clock. the blurb on snow. All right, we've got to go. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Of course, as I said, write into us, fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Go to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Uh, please do share and subscribe to the podcast. I want to thank my fellow podcasters. Uh, thank you. Lady... Lucy, no time. Aaron, thank See you very ya. much. Thanks for full naming me. <laughs> Thanks, no Len. Well done. Uh, Thanks, guys. Emma, Lady Emma, go back to Gareth. He's crying. I hear yeah, him in the background. Sobbing. Food. Cradle him to sleep. And uh, Bronze John, thank you very Actually, much. Actually, one more question. No, not really. <laughs> Can I get the blurb on that, though? <laughs> no. All right. Thanks, See Len. Guys. Good. Bye. 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 Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.